Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of The Breaks Radio. It's your boy, CEO Hayes, in the building. And unfortunately, the ladies are late. Like I said, I think I said this on last week's episode. All men, a good 60 to 70% of your life will be waiting on a woman. But nonetheless, my brother Baylor is in the building. What's going on, Baylor, man? And that's exactly what we're doing. <laughs> exactly. Once again, this is what we're doing. You know, I'm just glad this. I'm glad we're not in the mall. That's all I got to say. That is true, because if we were at a mall waiting at like Macy's or something, I, I'd be up. I'd yeah, be up. It's a fact. It's a fact that when you leave the mall, uh, you uh, you um, yeah, added on some years to your life. That's def. I, you know what? I would like to see a percentage of how much like the average man does uh, waiting in the mall on his woman, mm. like in his lifetime. I got. I bet that number got to be a, a, a big number. Yeah, for sure. Welcome to the Breaks Radio. But nonetheless, we are here to discuss that good and great sport of ours, which is hip hop. The culture, um, jumping off with some pretty hot topics this week. So, Baylor, I know that you've seen the video um, with Lord Jamar. Um, you know, he was asked about Old Town Road and it getting taken off the country charts. And the guy who was interviewing him, which was Vlad from Vlad TV, um, went on to like name all this stuff and said, "Well, you know, someone came from another genre other than hip hop." They were on the hip hop charts. Would hip hop or the culture want to see them taken down? And he immediately went into this long ass spill about it. Post Malone. That's basically how Post Malone infiltrated hip hop. And you know what's funny? I had never thought about it that way until he had said it. And then I went and researched some after the fact. He's exactly right. Is it ex- exactly what's happened? I'm sure we can pick out other situations of it in hip hop as well. I mean, so what do you, what do you think about that? Like from a high level. That when I seen the clip, because I only seen the clip, I didn't watch the whole. Because he's on Vlad a lot, mm-hmm. um, but I seen the clip on Twitter, and while he was breaking everything down, I was thinking Miley Cyrus. Ooh, that's before, a good one too. Yeah, before he even said Post Malone, I'm like, that's Miley Cyrus right there. Um, yeah, but he's right, you know, and and the fact that I and I had that same energy because they've been picking on this kid like, you know, he just got a, a Wranglers deal. They talking about boycotting that. Like at this point, they just picking on the youngster. You know what I mean? Yeah, at this point now, it's 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 the racism of this country is being highlighted. And it's funny that a song like Old Town Road is what's really exposing all of this, because like you said, yeah, the Wrangler deal got announced. Now there are people threatening to boycott and all that. Like, really? Is is it is it that serious that I, I man, I, I don't understand. Like when we talked about the song, the song's all right. Like it, it's all right. Mm-hmm. But he Billy Ray Cyrus is on the fucking re- it's a country song. Yeah. I can imagine the heat that he's getting <laughs> from the other side. You know, them not I dare you looks. Um yeah, man, it's a, it's a, it's a sad situation. Like you said, it's a fun song. Like, um, I, it's more it's more of a song for the kids or something that we just play at a barbecue or something like that because you know people are gonna react to it. So, I don't see what the big deal is, but I'm not 
I'm not gonna say that I'm not used to it because it's it's, it's racism. It, it, it's out there. It's in front of us, you know. And so every time we get to uh, a point in our lives, or or we go to the next level where we're into interfering with their, um, I don't know, their space, so to speak, then they like to, uh, you know, get an attitude and throw some jabs out there. But you know, um, this thing called hip hop invites everybody. We and if you dope, you can stay here for a while. You know, ask Eminem. Even yeah. but and, and he he'll get criticized the same way, just like a Nas or a Jay or a Pac or a Big. We criticize him on the same level because he has that type of talent. So we don't discriminate. Uh, but as soon as we cross over to that other side, where there's not a lot of us, you know, whether it's um, uh, country music or if it's a sport that you don't normally see us in, you know, hockey then, you know, they coming for us. And and you would think, and don't get me wrong, racism is definitely still a thing. Like, to, to say that it's not for people who don't are just blind to it. But a thing like this, like music, and, you know, even in the interview, he mentioned how country music was started by, by black people. I researched that. That is true also. So, yeah. like, this, this thing, and we talked about it last week, hip-hop is all-encompassing. It, it, it can really... You know, hip hop hip hop is used as looked at as a genre, but it's really it's almost too broad to narrow down to just one genre. That's why I think hip hop is a lifestyle because really you can put a hip hop spin on anything. And uh-huh. for us to be as welcoming as we are in the culture, and yes, we still have there's there's still an entryway that you have to get into um in hip hop, and usually that's by just being good at what you do. That can get you in the door. Yep. Your respect for the culture, your respect for all that will keep you there. But at least we are if you do something that's dope, we're more that we're more than happy to let you in and see what you can do to stay here. All these other like this, this, this whole thing and how it's breaking down country music and everything is re fucking ridiculous, man. It's crazy. Mm. Right. Right. And you know what? This this would be the perfect time for more artists to come out. And and start. I wouldn't. Say, I don't want to use the word attacking, but you know, basically putting out more country songs, um, and see how and see how that <laughs> see how that goes. Yeah, at this point now, yeah. If I, I was him, I I this, this whatever. Pro, I don't even know if he's working on a full project. Like it needs to be a, a all country inspired just to piss people off. That's just mm-hmm. the petty in me. I did major in petty at one point. Yeah, and continue to keep doing it. You know. Yeah. All right. Well, moving from that to another thing, and this actually isn't on the list, but me and you kind of were in in a conversation about this on Twitter. So G-Eazy came out with a new track with Juvie and uh, City Girls that I think it's only been out for like a day or two at this point. But the shit is. I've seen a video. The shit is a certified banger. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and and then the 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 combination though. See, I pay when you like hip hop is just a lot of things. So when you like, we grew up off of juvenile, right? Mm-hmm. And we know Jeezy came. He's he's a part of the new generation and things like that. But he's he's you know he's been in the he's been in the game for a cool minute, not a long time, but to where we know who he is. Uh, and then of course you got the City Girls. That's a that's a different type. You that's gumbo. That's yeah. gumbo right there. It, it's it's just it's so wild because if anyone would have told me that we'd see a track that's probably going to be the anthem at least of this first part of the summer 
with G Easy, City Girls, and Juvenile on it. There's no way I would have believed that that would have fucking happened. And that's why right. hip hop is so beautiful. Like who would have put who would have put those three acts together on a track? I sure as fuck wouldn't have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. Like I said, it's a it's a gumbo because they they all come from different areas. Yeah, it's crazy. Mary is in the building. What's going on, ma'am? Hi, I'm here. <laughs> have you have you heard the new uh, GZ track with Juviet? I have not. Oh, you and and I'm di- I know I'm dying to now. Yeah, we'll we'll get your impressions on it. We kind of just spun into it naturally. It wasn't on the list, but we started talking about it. Um, but because we did go through that first topic and, and you're here now, what do you think about the whole Lord Jamar thing and uh, Old Town Road and Post Malone and all that that happened earlier? I just think that, I don't know, why do we always, like, why can't we take situations for what they are and not, like, liken them to other things or try to, like, trade one person for the other? I just feel like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I do feel like the whole Old Town Road, I don't know, mix-up was messed up. Um, but I I don't know. I feel like Post Malone has earned his right or his place in hip-hop. I feel. I'm actually a fan. So I don't know if <laughs> if my opinion's not the popular one among the group here. But I don't know. I feel like that shouldn't have had anything to do with him. So that was my... What well, well, the thing is, when we when we first talked about it, we never not one time did we say anything actually negative about Post Malone. It was just a comparison. You know, I actually brought up uh, brought up Miley Cyrus. Um, yes, and, 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 again. That, and that's that's relevant because she's actually country. Like, I don't quite feel like Post Malone's music is country. Well, did he say country or did he just say from a different genre in general? Yeah, I think he was just making the point that it was from a different genre and he kind of okay. got into hip hop that way. Um, but what genre would it be? Would it have been like, where did it start as? Honestly, I, I honestly don't know. <laughs> <laughs> when, hey, when I don't when I don't know what type of music it is, I just call it alternative. <laughs> OK. OK. I don't know. I, I mean, I feel like Post has now turned more into pop. But initially when he came out, like with White Iverson and all that, like that was definitely the hip hop of the time. No. <laughs> it, I, I ain't gonna lie, it I like in. that's that's the only song that I have by him on here besides the uh the joint that he did with um uh, I can't think of his name right now off the Spider Man soundtrack, but I don't yeah. have anything Ray else. Murmured. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there was. I mean, congratulations was dope too. That was that um, was good. He has a song with Bieber off of that first album called Deja Vu. That's dope. Um, I don't know. I mean, you know, like I'm. I don't want to say that he doesn't have a place in hip hop, just because the country people, whoever they are, <laughs> the Billboard people, said that you know, Little Nas X is not true on, on his own. You know, I don't think it's fair to do that. True, and I th- and I think it it needs to be pointed out that hip, hip we're we're more welcoming, and that's kind of what me and and Baylor were talking about before you got on is that I think hip hop is more welcoming to other people coming in. If like it's all about the music for us. If it, if you make good shit, we will we'll support it regardless of your yeah. background or anything. And it yeah. it sucks that Little Nas X can't be 
um, as welcome into another genre, all because of how he started, you know. Yeah. Though, I do want to say, though, he's a freaking marketing genius. Like, the fact that he started his Instagram as a Nicki Minaj stan account and then pulled a little switcheroo once he dropped, you know, Old Town Road. I mean, that's genius. Genius what he did. Anyway. So I stand that, the marketing head in me. (laughs) It's like, whoa. I mean, and he's now that the the deal with Wrangler, like whoever's around him, he, he's either smart or his people are really smart, but they're they're handling this very well. Um, yes. So, I agree. But let's let's move on to the next topic. So we had two big releases last week: uh, Megan The Stallion and DJ Khaled released Fever and Father of Assad, respectively. We're not going to get into full reviews; just kind of first impressions. If you've gotten to listen to it. Uh, Mary, have you gotten to listen to either album yet? Yes. What do you think? Where do where where do I start? <laughs> um, okay, I'll start with the the Megan The Stallion one only because my thoughts on Father of Assad probably will spark a larger conversation. Um, I mean, we kind of touched upon this last week, right? The Megan The Stallion, um, you know, she is kind of part of this wave of women who are owning their sexuality and mm-hmm. sort of flaunting it. But on her, I think we all agree that it feels a little more authentic and it, you know, it doesn't feel so gimmicky. Um, and I mean, I think that album did not disappoint. <laughs> you kind of know what you're getting with her. Um, I definitely feel like there may be some summer anthems there. Uh, and I mean, yeah, like it's not necessarily my thing, but I respect it, and I definitely can probably see myself bopping to, you know, a few of those joints. Um, but moving to Father of Assad, <laughs> here's my thing: I like Khaled as a personality. I like the positivity messages that he's always, you know, spinning. Um, I love how he embraces fatherhood and everything's about him being a father and his son and being, you know, his family. Love all that. But I have not felt a Khaled album in a while. Um, and I don't understand why he makes albums cause, because it's like, he's. <laughs> oh, I mean, is this, I'm not trying to diss. Is this sounding mean? I'm trying not to. But it's like he's a curator, he just gets people. on songs that don't even necessarily kind of mesh and i don't know the world seems to eat it up but i'm like no (laughs) like i'm not really and i mean there's a few like gems on father of Assad from a production standpoint right like that you stay joint um a lot of people like if you're not into like old school latin music you wouldn't know he sampled la india um that's like the Spanish intro and, and it's kind of in the background a little bit. And she's like an amazing salsa artist. She also is like a drug addict, but that's another story. <laughs> um, but I mean, she's very soulful. And so, you know, I actually was impressed with that. And then I didn't see, I mean, I could have missed this, but it seemed like he didn't even give her credit though. for it. Like he didn't credit her for the sample or anything. Anyway. Um, I mean, I will say this, the Nipsey joint, I mean, I I tweeted about it. I don't know if you guys saw it. Like, I felt like it truly felt prophetic. Like, it it was almost like Tupac-like, like how he sort of 
called his death. Like it was kind of strange. Or he was the way his verse was like he knew he was dying or he was already dead. Like, I don't know. It was strange and beautiful all at once. Um, but aside from that, I don't know. I just feel like it's really like a hodgepodge of <laughs> artists who all are hot, but yet aren't necessarily driving. I don't know. I agree with literally everything you said. And that was pretty much like <laughs> the thing. The thing with DJ Khaled, too, is like, OK, he, he made his way in the game as a producer and his name is on the production list of every one of these tracks. But so are other people. And I, I really think at this point, like DJ Khaled doesn't really personally do much. Like you said, he's like a curator. He puts all these artists together. I feel like he has his producers he works with. He may help out a little bit, but it's really just nitpicking the well not nitpicking but uh piece working these patchworking these things together and to make an album to make a track or whatever and it feels like that like dj khaled is this generation a worse version of little john in this day and age and at least Ooh. little john completely mm. crafted wow. his albums like you know little john produced the shit out of his albums and he yeah. appeared on tracks at this point DJ Khaled, like Mary said, is just a personality and a curator. That is what he is. There are some tracks on here I enjoy. The Nipsey one, the fact that he had this, he was sitting on this and a video. At least I hadn't read anything that even alluded to they had they had made a video before him. Maybe I just missed it. But the fact that he was sitting on this and he knew it, he I think he knew he was going to be able to ride, ride a wave going into the, the first part of this release from this album. But it's really not much here. And some of the stuff he put together, like a waste of a Jay-Z verse. Um, it's just, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. What do you yeah. think of the joint with SZA where he sampled uh, Miss Jackson? I was kind of like, um, can we do that? Like that's... <laughs> That was bad. That was pretty right? bad. Yeah. That was pretty bad. Two of the songs, like you mentioned, the Jay-Z future song, uh, he released that a while ago, along with the, the Justin Bieber track. He released that a while ago. I actually like that song. Um, the Nipsey. I'm not gonna lie to you. It's hard. It's difficult to listen to it. It's even like more difficult to actually watch the video. It's difficult for us out here to you know to hear that song. Um, but that I mean, out of all of them, I would say that that Jeezy and Rick Ross track. I I, I play that a lot. Uh, yeah. but you guys, right? I I agree. I agree. Like <laughs> he uses his um his popularity. And he just throws cats on these tracks. I don't really have a problem with it. It's just, I think his shooting percentage is off because he can get all these different artists on these albums, but it just, I, I can't name a classic album. I can't. The fact that he, he, he gets this done is phenomenal it, that he can bring all these cats. Like I, I thought the future and Jay-Z track was terrible. I don't know how Jay-Z allowed future to be on that track, but the fact that Khaled brings all these dudes together, I like that. It's just not working out overall for me. All right, yeah, I agree with that. And let's welcome uh, Lowe's Cleveland to the um, to the podcast. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Lowe herself has showed up. What's going on, Lowe? Hey, y'all. Can y'all hear me? Yeah. Oh, good. So we're going over our um, impressions, kind of reactions to Megan Thee Stallion and DJ Khaled, which I know you have some takes on, on Megan Thee Stallion. But right now we're talking about Khaled and more so how um, his album kind of feels pieced together. And what does he really do? But what do you, what are your thoughts on the Khaled album? 
You know what? I um I didn't understand it at first, but I saw him on SNL and I saw everyone how they came together. And I thought it was dope. Like I really think that it's dope as fuck. What he's what he does and how he does it. Like I appreciate it personally. Okay. Did you guys watch the SNL performance? No, I didn't. I don't know. I just seen clips I, I of it. I saw clips of it. Yeah, it was good. It was really good. But I like the album. Well, I like the album for per- like I like the album because of the higher song. I think the higher song is so dope, and I like yeah. the, the song with um with Meek Mill. You I stay. Really okay, yeah, I can feel that too. So. Yeah, I think that the album is dope. I feel like I just jumped in, and I don't know what y'all are talking about specifically, <laughs> but I'm here for the album, like I am. All right, that's fair I enough. Mean, wish, wish too has a lot of quotables. I'll say that. Yeah, the, yeah. the Cardi joint. I mean, I'm already oh, seeing yeah, lots of captions yeah. with that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I actually like that track too. Yep. Yes. And, we'll, and of course, we'll break it down more when we do the official review on it. It's kind of just more of a chance for us to get our impressions about about it on first listen. Um, but what about Megan Thee Stallion? Because I saw you posting about it literally since it dropped low. So go ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm here for it. I love ratchet shit. <laughs> That's my specialty. Um, I love Megan Thee Stallion. I really do. I think she did a great job. I haven't been able to live with the album yet, but I feel like when I, I'm able to live, especially this summer, because the summer, summer's always when you can collect, like, you know, the energy from the albums and shit. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like Megan Thee Stallion is a shit, so. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I mean, with the Megan Thee Stallion album, I, I, I honestly... I kind of skimmed through it. I really wanted to get to the Khaled album, so I didn't listen in depth like I want to. That's all part of the reason why I'm glad we're not doing a field review yet. But what I will say is that it definitely seems like it 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 fits it fits her and what the music she's been releasing. I I will say that the production on it is really solid from from my first listen through. But I'll go back and listen to get more in depth on it. Yeah. All right. Well, um, this next one is. It's an article that I came across, and I wanted to get your guys' opinion on it. Did y'all get a chance to look at the article? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So this one was, uh, the article was titled, Rappers Need to Be Mindful of the Drama They Attract at Times, which I think is very, considering everything that we've been talking about, like on this show uh, with rappers and the, the negative attention they've been getting in backlash and Jail sentences and everything. What did you guys think overall, kind of about this article as you as you were reading it? Lo, I'll come to you first. Can't hear you. You're still on mute. Is that? So, uh, as Lowe's getting her uh, microphone together, uh, Mary, we'll come to you then. What did you think about it? Um, I mean, I think that this is a an age-old tale, right? I mean, even back in when hip-hop first really emerged, I feel like hip-hop has always had this stigma, or at least hip-hop artists, um, of 
being, you know, troublemakers and, and sort of inciting violence. And I feel like it's kind of gone through waves, right? Like, so, I mean, when Public Enemy, for instance, like, you know, kind of the early days of hip hop, they sort of emerged and their message emerged kind of in reaction to the violence that surrounded them. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, you know, then came, let's say like the woo and, and that era of hip hop where everyone was all thugged out, but, um, and it was more speaking the truth about it, like speaking their truth and not necessarily glorifying it. Um, then I think we kind of went through like a lull. Right. And now we're like in this, we're back in this, this era, but instead it's like everyone's sort of a wannabe. Instead of it being like, you know, everyone's like kind of rising up and trying to take a stand against what's happening around them or organizing to make things better. It's like everybody's trying to be like a tough guy when they're really not or kind of perpetrating a struggle. So I think that's what's putting us in this place today where it's like, we have, I hate to always mention him, but we have like Kodak Black. So I feel mm -hmm. like, you know, sort of was indirectly the, the inspiration for that <laughs> article. Um, you know, we like where it's like you're trying to be this tough guy and you're trying to be viewed in this light when you're really not about that life. Like, come on. So I think that, um, I don't know. I don't know where we go from here, to be honest with you. It's feeling like the end of days <laughs> because... It, it doesn't feel like we as a culture are getting smarter. If anything, we're regressing. So, yeah. 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 And, and like you said, it, it, it did become hip hop's telling the story of the streets. Whereas now it's like people just want to portray what they saw in videos and they want to be looked at as hard. They want to be looked at as at a certain level. And like most of these cats aren't really, they're definitely not anything like the rappers that we grew up with. They they aren't <laughs> they didn't have to live those same lives. So and I think that you see that a lot play out like when people are just dumb now about the way that they do shit and they flaunt shit and it ends up coming back to bite them in the ass. I think Takashi 69 is a, is a big ass, you know, at least it should be a wake up call to a lot of people, but I don't even know if people are really paying attention. Baylor, what do you think? I think one thing that we we're not um we're not speaking on is is I, I think the the major thing is we live in the era where the times are sensitive. So remember back in the day, we grew up with the actual dope dealers. We grew up with the gangsters. Now, now we're dealing with the fiends in a sensitive era. And they're pushing out I guess you can call it a negative message. Now they'll they'll probably consider the nineties a lot of negative messages as well, but we look at hip hop as as life. This is what we grew up on. This is what we talk about. So you fast forward to the future. Uh, instead of talking about selling dope and, and 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 shooting things like that, now now they're talking about taking different prescriptions and this, that, and the third, and 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 buying more guns, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, in a sensitive era. You know, this is a more sensitive era. A lot of people. Um, and, and also, you got to add on the, the whole online thing. So, you know, uh, social media in a sensitive era, uh, the lyrics are being more, you know, taking the, the lyrics are taking more serious nowadays uh, because kids are actually reacting to it more. 
You know, these kids nowadays are more influenced by what's being said. Whereas look what generation we came up from. Look at look at Wu. Look at um the things that, that Pac and, and, and NWA said and and the whole nine. But we never I've never sold drugs in my life. I've never shot at anybody. You know what I'm saying? And we understood that. I would think that my co host <laughs> went the same route. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No comment. <laughs> yeah. we, we grew up in an era where we listened to some very harsh lyrics, but we knew that it was telling the story or painting the picture that we were used to because we grew up in those areas. Nowadays, a lot of these kids didn't grow up in the areas that we grew up in, but they're faking it, like Mary said, and a lot of kids are eating it up. And they can be hypocrites all they want because, you know, if, if if you're forcing to change the lyrics or things like that, watch that money go down. Yeah. I mean, Hayes, I think that you used a really great example with Takashi. Um, I mean, I don't know if we ever really talked about Takashi on the show before, but I mean, I'm really close to people who you know, are who grew up in his neighborhood and he used to work in a deli. Literally, he was the sandwich dude, the sandwich boy <laughs> in the deli, like months before he became Takashi 69. He was like Danny from the bodega. And then, you know, he was definitely obviously not about that life. And it kind of shows like everyone he he got with, you know, a sick type click and went all out. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> But he basically, you know, got with a crew who painted this picture for him and dressed him up to play the role. But if you're not <laughs> about that life for real, then real shit happens and this is how you go down. So, yeah. That's she fact. said dress up. Damn, that's a cold. That's a cold way to diss it, Cassie. You got dressed up. <laughs> I mean, but it's accurate. I it's mean, listen, accurate. if anybody got dressed up, <laughs> he's truly the example of that. Like <laughs> Rainbow Bright. Have, have, yeah. have, did you did you guys see the pictures of him like literally before he became like literally he had no tattoos, normal haircut, and then yep. it's just crazy. Like Yeah. That money, that money has changed you. Right, but it's kind of like if you're not like crime is real and has consequences. So you can't be sitting here. I mean, and how many people warned him, right? Like, I mean, I remember like Fat Joe pulled him to the side very publicly and was like, "You, you are going to go down with this. Like the dudes you're rolling with are real, and you didn't, you know, did not come from this." So. You have to watch what you're doing and the moves you're making. Like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, not you for nothing. When he was on the Breakfast Club, and Charlotte yes. was literally like, yeah. "You're gonna go to jail, or you're yeah. gonna be yeah. shot." Yeah, yeah. Hey, it is what it is. You, you all that karma, energy, whatever you want to call it, whatever people call it nowadays, it comes back. And the thing is, if you keep portraying yourself as something, the people who are who really live that life are eventually going to check you. And that's what happened. So, yep. All right. We're going to get into our first break. When we come back, it's th- it's time to hear low. Listen to some Wu-Tang. <laughs> we'll oh, here right we go. <laughs> we'll be right back after this. 
Hey guys, it's your girl Beck Easy. Hi everybody, it's your girl Joanne. Hey guys, it's Trell and this is The, the team. team. And we want to welcome you into our group chat where we talk any and everything from ABCs of sex to finding your passion. Catch us every other Tuesday on Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and YouTube. Because we lit. Take that, take that. <laughs> All right, Lo. So I assume that you had to take like three or four baths after watching some Wu-Tang videos and listening to some music. Gritty. It was gritty. It was gritty. So what, uh, take it away. What, what What was your week like on Wu-Tang? Um, I didn't get to watch the documentaries that you guys had suggested or okay. that Mary had suggested. Um, I definitely didn't realize, um, the people that were in the Wu-Tang Clan, I did not realize who was actually in it. But I was like, oh, shit. Like, I'm with it. And I'm sorry. Let me apologize to everyone who is, like, in- <laughs> look, and let me apologize to everyone who is, like, an avid, like, Wu-Tang fan. It's a whole um, lot of gang shit, huh? That shit was, I mean, hey. Hey, why did, why did I not know that Method Man was in the Wu-Tang? Like Method Man, I did not know. We gonna, we just gonna, we gonna, we, we gonna, gonna, we gonna, yeah, we gonna blank this out. You gonna blank that out? Yeah, you we got out. to. Because, because if we don't listen, they are going to go in on you on social don't media. Go in on me, y'all. I'm not saying I'm us. From Ohio, like Ohio. I'm from Ohio, <laughs> but um, I definitely <laughs> have a new appreciation for Wu Tang. And I'm definitely going to keep, I'm going to continue to follow and I'm definitely going to watch the documentaries. And I appreciate the stanism that you guys have for Wu Tang. Like, I genuinely do. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, resp- I'll let you live. I'll let you live. Liquid Swords was dope. Please. Thank you, thank you. I I stand by Liquid Swords. Like Liquid Swords, I, I'll say it every time it comes up. It's one of the best hip hop albums of all time, in my opinion. Yes. So. Yes. I'm with it. I'm with it, and I'm sorry. No. <laughs> it's I'm okay. Sorry. So we learned you yet. So you you you're good. Yeah, y'all you're good. learn me. <laughs> so we're gonna learn y'all on Tyler. Oh, hey! Oh, hey! And ASAP Mob and all of that. Oh, I'm with ASAP Mob. Like you, I'm with that. (laughs) This Igor shit. We'll we'll talk about Mm -hmm. it when we get to it. Yeah, we need to talk about that. Mm -hmm. Listen. So I have a question though. So who who are your hometown like artists? Being from Ohio, would it be like Bone Thugs? Bow Wow. Well, I'm from Akron. Bow Wow. Right, Bow Wow. There's no music. We have LeBron. That's it. Um, Wasn't Bone Thugs from Ohio? I thought they they were were. from Cleveland. I'm not from Cleveland. It's really close. It's like 20 minutes away. But um, yeah, you ain't claiming them. Okay. Currently, like (laughs) Stolly, we love Stolly. Oh yeah, he he's dope. Close, so we love uh, Sada Baby. (laughs) They love. (laughs) Okay. Um, but personally me, a lot of my, um, a lot of what I stand on comes from like Cali, like I, Cali, New York and Chicago. Like I love McJenkins. I personally love Tyler and I feature, um, 
But I have a different set of friends. Like, mm-hmm. we don't listen to the shit that comes from Ohio. Okay. We, we go, we definitely go out of our box. All right. So, so since I'm the Ohio transplant, apparently I got to hip you guys to Ohio music. So Cassius Keys is one of the dopest rappers slash lyricists that no one knows, period. So look him up, <laughs> Cassius Keys. He's amazing. Okay. Uh, Deuce. Uh, Deuce is actually is his name. Um, it's an acronym. I keep forgetting what it stands for. He is he his beat selection needs work, but he is literally a great artist. I wouldn't say he's a lyricist by any means, but he makes great music. So if you're not familiar with anyone, any Ohio scene artists, definitely check out those two. I promise you, you won't be disappointed by those two. Okay, I'm check them out. Yeah. yeah, we can throw Chip the Ripper in there. Yeah, King Chip, he's dope. Yeah. Um, but other than that, we don't have a lot of people that come out of that I'm into that comes out of Ohio. Well, we're gonna, we're gonna work on you, Lo. We're gonna work. On you. Don't work on me. I'm good. <laughs> gonna, I'm gonna, good over here with my with gang. He's like, fix it, Jesus. Fix it, Jesus. I'm just, I'm just trying to really. Uh, also, Greg Owens. Check out Greg Owens. Um, so yeah, that's it. I, I had to put on for uh, for Ohio a little bit, but uh, so the next one that we're going to talk about. Uh, this one was where it literally I, just popped up on me. Max B dropped a single with French Montana from prison. He pulled the shine. What is, what's every? Did everyone get a chance to listen to this? You know what? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Baylor. <laughs> <laughs> I pulled I pulled it up and then, but then I got a phone call and when you just said something I'm like yeah I didn't I didn't I didn't listen to that <laughs> I've never been a Max B fan at all I know yeah, he has a huge following but I I can't I could never stand Max B his voice irritates the hilarious. holy shit out of me I think he's hilarious I can watch a stand up like I can watch a show of him yeah. living his life but I I can go without ever hearing him rap again but that's just me Yeah I mean, I listened to it and I share your sentiment. <laughs> and then I haven't necessarily been a fan of French Montana's recent efforts either. So, yeah. eh. French Montana isn't a rapper to me. Like he's like an old like folk singer <laughs> that just like he just talks on tracks. Like, stop <laughs> it. Oh man, does French Montana even rap on beat? Like, have we have any confirmed instances of him being on beat when he raps? I do not like French Montana. Um, I didn't want to say it like that, but I I just really don't like the dude. Tell us how you really feel. uh, Because it's like, like the the thing that bothers me the most is when you know he's not a rapper, but wherever he came from, whoever he knows, they just said, look, throw on his Versace shirt and go at it, bro. I'm going to write something for you and just say it. It pisses me off. Next topic. Yeah, we, we can skip this Next unless topic. anyone else wants to talk about it. French Montana, like, if it wasn't for Pop That, French Montana, did, did, like, he can, they erase his whole catalog. Everything he's ever done, just take it away. And I like that song. That's, yeah, sad. that's it. He completely ruined Stay Scheming. Like, I, I, when his part comes, I'm glad he's last. I just turn off the, I turn the whole track off. French Montana is that dude that you want to flinch at. Just shut up. Like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But uh, we're gonna get into our last. When we come, when we come back, we're gonna actually review some albums. 
What up, everybody? This is Scoop Grady. This is your boy, A.B. Make sure y'all check out the Inside Scoop, the second of every Wednesday. Make sure y'all check us out. Yeah, man, we dropping this shit every other Wednesday, man, at 11 motherfucking o'clock. Please kill, kill, double fucking kill. All right, so we, we penciled this one in. We gave it some time. Uh, Logic Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. Who wants to op- Who wants to crack this one open first? Mary? It's like... I don't, what is Logic doing? I just, I don't know. He's, <laughs> oh, my God. And mind you, I, I like him, but he's just so all over the place. Like, I just feel like, I just, ha- I don't know. I just listened to that other album, and then he dropped this within a matter of weeks, and it's just so in a different direction. Like, he's trying to go through every genre of music in, like, I don't know, <laughs> in a calendar. Like, I don't understand. So, I don't know. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't feel like it's whack, but it's just, who is Logic now? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, who are you, Logic? Mm. I feel like he's going through a de- developmental stage. Like, he's really yeah. trying to develop himself as an artist. I like making biracial be people I look bad. <laughs> you guys were like, really It's like we're all confused, for real. Yeah. <laughs> the thing with logic is is that i think logic has so much potential like and he and when he's when he delivers on the track he really really delivers but for some reason he can't piece that shit together to deliver a coherent album to save his fucking life and i don't understand it like i i don't understand how someone so talented can deliver something that's so up and down over the course of it like I really wanted to love Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. There's certain tracks that I do absolutely love on it, but for the majority of this album, it's a meh. Like it really is. It's just a I can I can already tell I'm two months from now I probably won't ever even think about this album again. And that sucks because I really do enjoy Logic as a rapper. Yeah. 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 I feel like he's thinking too hard. Like he's really trying to find himself and he's thinking too hard about it and it's just not coming off that great. You know, the, you know how there's some rappers who like you almost say like they have to be or some artists in general, they have to be in like a sad place. or they have to be going through something to uh, to make good music like Sam Smith. Every time somebody breaks up with him, we get an amazing album out of Sam Smith. Real talk. Mm-hmm. Eminem. I'm glad he's sober. You took away the drugs. It's been up and down since then. I think like logic going through it. Maybe he's somebody who needs to be happy. Like he needs to be in a good relationship to be able to deliver good music. Yeah, yeah. And yeah I used to, sure. I used to, um, I used to stand for him because the the kid is dope. You know, um, this project is definitely like, yeah, it's, just, it's like sitting in the house. I I took one track from it that I play a lot. Other than that, I think his album cover basically describes what. What which I was just saying, like he's trying to find himself. That's what I. That's what I get out of the actual art cover. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with the. I really don't. It's like he's yeah, trying to like, cater. Find like, yourself. I think he's trying to cater ahead. to like both sides at the same time or something like that. <laughs> that's and that's that. I agree with that, Mary. What were you about to say? I was going to say like find yourself on your own time, bro. Because like <laughs> don't think. <laughs> Like he he's going to lose his fan base because they're like now confused about why they're a fan in the first place. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can't mm-hmm. just keep putting this out for everyone. This is some shit you like you 
put together these projects and like share among your peoples and then be like, what do you think of this? And then <laughs> right. be like, go the other way. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. This is, it's making me confused. <laughs> and like I said, I'm feeling like he's giving credence to these biracial people have identity issues arguments. <laughs> yeah. Like I used to, I used to be like, man, why, why do Joe buttons be on his bumper so much? Like, you know, let him let him talk. But now I'm like, bro, we get it. We get it. You this and you that. Yeah, I I, I get it. You know, I think yeah. logic needs to be locked in the room with a producer with no paper, no pencil, no nothing. That way he can't overthink it and just rap. Just go rap. That's it. Just he might, rap. Need, he might need an edible too. Give him an edible. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that one's out of the way. Um, the next one that we're going to review in the last topic for tonight: Schoolboy Q Crash Talk. Is any are we more positive overall on this album? That shit was dope. I didn't get through it, and I don't want to take us in a direction we didn't intend to go in. But I've been kind of bumping Igor on repeat, <laughs> and honestly, every time I would start up Schoolboy Q, I end up going back to Igor. So, yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm a bad girl and didn't do my homework. <laughs> you're, you're you're fine. Um, I'm I'm. I've been known as I almost enjoy Schoolboy Q almost more than Kendrick. I'm a huge Kendrick stan, as people know, but like there's something about Schoolboy's music that I usually love. And I think this is the first time me and Baylor are completely disagreeing. I did not okay. like this album. Really? I did not like this album. Oh, please speak. I like parts of it. Don't get me wrong. I like parts on it. But I really feel like this album, to me, felt like someone who, for the first time, it felt like a schoolboy Q who set the release date and was like, oh, shit, I got to put out an album, rather than the freeness of his music that that usually is. Like, I just, I don't know, this felt like a, I have to hit this release date. These are the beats I've been given. Let me, let me, let me put something together album to me. It did not feel like him. It didn't, this didn't feel like schoolboy Q to me. Well, he said that in the interview with Charlemagne. Um, you know, he's been dealing with a lot. Uh, of course, with um, with Nip, you know, passing and um, hey, and and Mac, you know, he he's dealt with a lot, so it hit him hard. And that was a one. That was the main reason. Mac was one of the main reasons why he pushed it back. Um, but I, you know, I I actually liked it. Like I, I played the album probably over 10 15 times and i'm i have my 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 favorites and then there's songs that i'm cool with uh uh and i'm cool with skipping but overall i, I really liked it you know what i'm saying I, I didn't have a problem with it i mean maybe that's just me i've listened to the album three times um that's i try to always do that before we fully review i want to listen to it three times from from start to finish and I know I've I've heard I've seen interviews where he said this was the exact album that Mac Miller heard before he passed, except for Num Num Juice. That's the only thing he's really added to it. And maybe that's why, maybe because of that, it was it was some feelings involved, and he kept it that way because Mac was his friend. But really, if I'm looking at this album, Num Num Juice, Drunk, uh, Fifty Two Hundred, and Black Folk, you can take everything else and throw it away. And even the ones oh, that really? I really. Everything else throw it away from me. Actually, the total opposite for me. Yeah, it's all the other one. That's so funny. Yeah, it's total opposite. Like, cause the, the track he got with uh, Twenty One Savage, I am not. I look as a person, 
I like 21 Savage. As a artist, I'm like, all right, just do your thing. It's not for me, but it's do your thing. I like, the crazy thing is, I like the dude featured on tracks. Uh, I like that song, Floating. Yo, I, I play that extremely loud. Like, going through white people residence loud. <laughs> um, yeah, every other track, you know, especially with the, uh, the Ty Dollar and uh, <clears throat> YG track, I like that. Yeah, I was I was cool with the album. I was cool. Actually, the, the track that you said are like cool, but I skipped through them. I really liked it, but you know what? I think a lot of people when he put out that um, that little that little snippet of Num Num Juice, I think I know for me it put me like, oh, he about to come with some like some gangster shit or whatever. But then when you hear some of the tracks is not so is 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 deep. I mean, he said he was in a depression. You know, he was dealing with depression, um, just going back and forth from home to the studio and things like that. So I'm I'm pretty sure that played a part, played a, a huge part in in a lot of those tracks. And yeah, I I don't I don't know when you, when you think of a schoolboy uh, schoolboy Q album like. like I don't know what to. I, I I think you're going to get more of a hybrid gangster album, you know. But after a while, after two or three albums, I think you know a lot of artists tend to try something a little bit different, or or go or or pick more of their B side tracks and and uh, and promote it more, you know, instead of the going the single route. Yeah. I, I hey, I'm not arguing with you. I'm just saying for me, man. I and maybe I need to listen to it again. But I listened to the Schoolboy Q album. I I swear I was just like, what? What is he doing? I I really did not like. I'm, and I hate it. Pains me to say that. Like with Logic, yeah, I'm a Logic fan, but I I've come to expect up and down albums from Logic. The Schoolboy Q uh-huh. thing, I just knew I was going to love it. Maybe I set myself up that way. Because me- listening to these tracks, I'm just like, listen, bro, this ain't it. This ain't it, man. Lo, what did you think of Schoolboy Q crashed up? I thought Crash was fucking dope. You didn't like Crash? It was crazy. I liked a First few of tracks. All, Dangerous is like one of my favorite songs ever right now. Ever Shop right now. It's fucking amazing. <laughs> Like okay. drunk is like the shit. Like, but um, definitely dangerous is one of my favorites. Um, simply because I love Kid Cudi. <laughs> um, but I thought that the album was amazing. I really did. Not my favorite Schoolboy Q album. Um, what what album was that with him and Janae Echo? He had Janae. Echo. Bella, you gotta know what I'm talking about. Is it Oxy? Oxy. Oxymoron. Yeah. Yes. That was probably my favorite Schoolboy Q album. But a lot of people. Close yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, Oxymoron is definitely my favorite, but I, I like Habits and Contradictions after that. Mm. So. Mm. Mary, anything left to say? I, I know me barely kind of took that one over anything left to say on school board q um not on him specifically but you guys did say something baylor might have said it that kind of made me think um i'm wondering if we're gonna start seeing like ripples in the music 
delivery that we get from artists who are like impacted by the loss of just everyone we've lost in the past year. I mean, Nip and Mac are huge. There've been a few others too that I think definitely, you know, probably might impact a lot of other artists. Like we are so aware of like the loss among like the community and the fans, but I don't know. It's something I didn't really think about like that. The artists probably, you know, their fellow artists who are close to them probably are feeling it and it might be reflected in their work. So I don't know. Something to think about. Yeah. You got to remember these cats is human. Yeah. Well, anything left before we say goodnight or anything that wasn't on the list that's been on your guys' minds or heart or anything like that? Lo, I listened to that Tyler, the creator. Yes, mm-hmm. we gonna do it before that Igor man. It was good. Yes, I'm on it. Like I'm Thank stuck you. on it. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, I'm just going. I'm just going to say I listened to it three times. <laughs> and okay, then, so if, we'll if, I want to wait for your opinion. Then. Okay, we'll, we'll review it next week. It'll be on yeah. the list next week. So for sure. <laughs> well, one thing that I think maybe we should talk about next week in more detail, but Cardi. Had an, has pulled out of like all of her shows this week because of complications from her lipo. Like literally, she shouldn't be. Mo- yeah, wow. they literally said she should not be moving. So I'm curious to see if she's going to make Summer Jam next weekend because she's headlining that. Oh, and uh, and I don't know. Maybe that's another conversation, right? Like you know, plastic surgery in the industry and now how it's just now becoming so commonplace. Like yeah, I would absolutely for- love to have that conversation. Let's do I it. We'll be on the list for next week. Yeah. All right. Well, that's been another episode of the breaks radio. Go ahead and give them all your social media and everything so they can follow you. And then we can go to sleep. I'm going to sleep though. It's been a long ass <laughs> week. <laughs> <laughs> You guys can follow me on Instagram and also Twitter at my underscore names underscore low. <laughs> All right, Mary. And I'm at Miss M-I-S-S-M-A-R-Y-A-L-M-O-N-T-E. Miss Mary Almonte. Everywhere, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Baylor. At Baylor the Great on all social media platforms. And low, I still can't find you on Twitter. I be trying to tag you in everything. She got everybody <laughs> blocked. She knows what she's doing. Man, I was not blocked. You y'all. blocked you us. No. <laughs> I'm there. <laughs> she may not remember her own username. Maybe that's what it is. No, it's that. <laughs> I couldn't find you either, but we'll work that out. You can follow me at CEO Hayes. That's at CEO H A I Z E. This has been the best hip hop podcast you guys will listen to. We're out. Peace. Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder, or better known as ADHD, is a mental disorder that affects an individual's ability to focus, causing them to move around more frequently. They may also have trouble controlling their impulsive behaviors. One time for them praying on my downfall yeah. Two times for the homies in the child hall wow. Three times for them hoes on the internet Shitting on niggas when they really should get out more Four times for the days that were all bad Woo. Five times for the bitches who ain't called back yeah. Six times for the kids like me who got ADHD Just a kid Kidnapping nigga like ISIS Whoa. Turn the whole world to a crisis Whoa. Walk around the city with a ice pick I've been paranoid, usually I ain't like this Ain't no telling how crazy I might get uh, Beat the police with a nice stick. And my whole life I've been lifeless Now I'm so fly I'm a motherfucking flight risk Whoa.
Fuck a couple hoes till I pass out, whoa. Niggas throwing stones at my glass house, whoa. I remember sleeping on my dad's couch, whoa. Now I got the belly and it's blacked out, whoa. Family looking at me like a cash cow, whoa. Everybody dissing just a half cloud, whoa. Thought you had a chance, now you asked out, nigga, on the motherfucking man.